last in ratings, but still number one in your heart. The Bing and Google Plus of podcasts. It's the Kenny Ho Show, and it's showtime. know the meaning of life, but this is what I live for. Hey, hey, what up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. How's the summer treating you? I get that question a lot. I guess because people make a big deal out of summer. To me, summer, fall, winter, spring, it's all the same to me. I got a permanent sad face on. The only difference is I wear shorts in the summer and a coat in the winter. The facial expression and the lack of hope for the future, it's all intact all year round, bud. Now, I'm not sure... How it is where you live. Because the Kenny Ho Show is worldwide, baby. People listening all around the world. I'm huge in... Well, nowhere, but... People be listening around the globe. But here in Canada, there's like a solid eight or nine months of winter. Or at least cold weather. Even in the spring, it's cold at times. And then you got two real months of summer. July and August. And people go nutty. They get their drink on. Well, it's 25 tomorrow. Better crack open a cold one. 27 over the weekend? Better pick up some brews. This is crazy. It's 30 degrees. I better double fist. And no judgment for me. Hey, man, people are living their life. They're having fun. Great. But if you were to ask me, hey, Kenny, would you prefer to have a bunch of beers all the time with a bunch of people that, quite frankly, you aren't super fond of. I mean, occasionally I hang out with groups of friends, but a lot of times when I drink, it's just like with people from work. You know, some of which I like, some of which I don't. You know, option A is that, or option B is what other people do with their summer or get ready to do with their summer, and that's get buff all year long and then show it off in the summer. You know, the classic summer body. And unless you're blessed with amazing genetics, you can't do both. You can't drink like Barney Gumble. And I was trying to be clever. I'm like a Jack like Barney the Dinosaur, but he's not really Jack now, is he? Now I wouldn't pick I wouldn't pick a fight with him. I still feel like if Barney the Dinosaur decided to be not friendly anymore, he's still a T-Rex. He'll still rip my ass to bits. But you know what I mean. If you want to be jacked, you can't be messing around with beers. And I learned this the hard way. As I said, old Kenny used to be young and handsome Kenny. Even up until the point I went to radio school, this is, I started drinking when I went to radio school, and there's a video actually, you can find it on my YouTube, where it's my first video ever, and I'm not even at my prime, I had like put on a lot of weight, and you know, the woes of the world had worn on my face a little bit, so even if you go back a few more years prior to that video, you'd be really impressed, definitely, but even in this video, I look at it like, damn, I was good looking. Even not in my prime, I was still pretty good looking. And then literally a year after that, there's a second video that I put up on the channel. And it's like two different people. This was pre-drinking. I should be the poster boy of sobriety. Not with my mental health issues, just simply these two pictures, the before and after. One, I'm pretty handsome, and the next looks like... 
Well, I think the best way to describe it is if the good Lord had a look down on me and he's like, how could I make your life any worse, old Kenny? What more can I do to you to take it out of you? Well, I guess I'll just bust out the old proverbial ugly stick and beat you with it for a while until no attractive woman in her right mind will be down to date you. And that's what happened. I had no idea, but drinking makes you ugly. Or at least, if you drink like an alcoholic. Being an alcoholic will make you ugly. But if you're in that position, you know what? Don't worry about it. You should probably cut back on the drinking. But there is worse. Alcoholic ugly is nothing compared to crack ugly. Like, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen those pictures. Like, nobody can escape the clutches of crack. Not even Tiffany Alvord. If Tiffany Alvord, the most beautiful woman on the planet, decided to pick up a habit tomorrow, pick up crack, like a year from now, she will not be so fly. I wanted to be like, even I wouldn't date her, but who are we kidding? I still date her. Crack and all. Even if the deal is she'll marry me under the premise, under the agreement that I start doing crack, I'll do it. I've been, I've been alcoholic ugly and single if they're like, well, you just need to go down a bit more. You just need to get like 20% more ugly. But you'll get Tiffany Alvord. Even though not at her best, to be fair. But she'd still be beautiful on the inside. Like, sign me up. Someone get me a pipe. Hey, do you have friends of the opposite gender? Like if you're a dude, you have some friends that are chicks. And of course, the other way around, the much more popular way around. If you're a chick, you got a bunch of dude friends. And if you do, is it strictly platonic? Do you ever, has it ever crossed your mind to give your friend the old hibbidibbidibbidibbidoo? Like when I was younger, I could have platonic friendships with uh, women of all ages. Believe me, there's a lot of people I would never do. But now at my age, I really don't keep that many women around. I mean, you've, you've heard me talk about my friends, my group of friends. It's all dudes. I only ever name the dudes because I don't have any girls that I, I would consider a close friend. You can't trust them, right? And before anyone starts arguing contrary, I will cite examples. I just don't care to get into them right now. Oh, what the hell? I'll get into one example. It's a slow news day. I'm not even going to use a pseudonym. This girl I used to know, Natalie... Actress, I met her when uh, when the final play I did in uh, theater school was part of a festival that brought a bunch of schools to Toronto to be part of the same festival. And we met. She loved my performance. And we sat there and we talked uh, for like an hour. We kept in touch. I went out to see her. And surprise, surprise, at the time, you know, I was out of work, out of school. So I was home all the time. So I went a little stir crazy. So I leaned on her because I thought she was a good girl. And hey, I'm not saying she's a bad person. I have no idea exactly what she is anymore. And again, I'm not going to pin all of this on her. I mean, at my level of crazy, I probably wasn't all that pleasant to deal with. But, you know, I would schedule with her uh, Skype conversations like a month ahead of time. And so I'm waiting like a whole month. We get on and we're on for literally like five minutes. And she's like, well, I got to go. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? We planned this for an entire month and you gave me five minutes. Like if I had called you out of the blue and you gave me five minutes, I understand. But if we've planned something out for an entire month, I think you can plan everything else you need to do in that day around it. But like, hey, I probably have to give my buddy like half hour, an hour. He's not doing too well. I'm going to need to give him some time. 
even if I can't give advice, I'm just going to let them talk, which is what I do with all of my dudes. We go for beers. They listen to my problems. I listen to theirs. We try to help each other out. But nope, freaking woman, five minutes. Hey, how are you? Oh, gotta go. Bitch, who you sleeping with? Who's in that other room waiting to bone? Tell him to wait, you fucking slew. And that's not the worst of it. That's nothing, because, I mean, I was young and idealistic and naive at the time, so I kept in touch. I kept, uh, you know, I kept thinking she was my friend and I'd reach out to her. And I say she was, uh, oh, and I mentioned she, she lived in Vancouver and I live in Toronto. So we're like the entire country apart. I visited her once. We talked about it a bunch of times, her coming to visit me. But she didn't for like three years. And then one time I wrote her, I'm like, man, I, I need to get my finances straight. Uh, I'd really like to come out to see you. Or hopefully you can figure out your situation. You can come out and see me. And she's like, oh, actually, by the way, I am coming out next month. And back then I'm like, oh, this is so great. But in hindsight, I w- I'm like, what the hell? Like, I thought we were really good friends. You think if it were me, even if there was a possibility of me going out there, I would have written her and been like, hey, there's a chance. I've got this opportunity. I, uh, don't get your hopes up, but I might be able to come out in a couple months. Or at the very least, when I found out that I uh, that it was going to happen, I would have. One of the first things I do will be give her a text, not even call, not even plan a Skype thing, just send me a, a text or an email, something. Just be like, hey, I'm coming out next month. Try to make time for me, something like that. But she waits until I reach out and I'm like, oh, it's, you know, I cherish our friendship. It's too bad we can't hang out before she's like, oh yeah, actually I'm coming out. And she was crashing with her friend who's super gay. You know what? I use that term too much. I know it's uh, politically incorrect, I'm going to not use it today. I'm just going to... I'll change it. I'll change it. I'll refer to him as something else. So let's redo that. So yeah, she was coming over. She was staying with her friend who's a gay. And it matters in this story because when she comes over, I'm super excited. And to her credit, she invited me out. I think the first night that she got here, she was only staying a few days. She invited me out. I was so excited. Went to a bar. I didn't drink back then, but I'm like, hey... If this is what we got to do, then this is what we got to do. So I show up and she probably spends five to ten minutes with me and then disappears and spends the rest of the night dancing with some stranger. I think at one point I remember asking her, hey, save me a dance. I think she said no, but it was a loud bar. I'm not sure. But back then I'm like, did you just say no? And it turns out the reason I got invited out is because her super homosexual friend was on a date and she didn't want to be the awkward third wheel, so she invited me out. But the second that some dude was into her, she said, Sayonara, Kenny. Nobody gives a shit about you. I'm off to slew away the night. And why I say she slewed away the night is because she had a boyfriend at the time. It's not like she was single and this dude was on her and she knew. Like, she knew the deal. And so I hung out for like an hour. I'm like, I feel stupid. I don't drink. And it was like Latin night, so it was really loud. And it's not like there was a bunch of single girls sitting around for me to go pick up. Everybody was in a couple or, you know, just unattractive. And this was pre-Beer Ugly, so I had every right to judge as far as I'm concerned. So I just got the hell out of there, and we haven't spoken since. Right? Untrustworthy, stupid-ass bitch, right? I don't... (laughs) I'm getting awfully angry. I'm not really angry. I don't care anymore. That's a long time ago. But yeah, what was I saying? Oh yeah, basically, I don't keep women around anymore. 
And if I do, like ones that I'm, I guess if you use the term friends loosely, that I would consider friends, they're all just babes. They're all really attractive chicks. And I guess that's the void they fill in my life. You know, they're, uh, you know, feminine expertise and boobs. Boobs is what I'm getting at. I'm missing boobs in my life. And I guess it's not truly being friends if... Now, I'm not like some lecherous, creepy dude. I'm not like actively trying to sleep with these chicks. But I think you've been there too. If you have an attractive friend who's of the opposite sex, I'm pretty sure that's on the back of your mind. It's certainly... With these girls, it's definitely on the back of my mind. Like, if it were... If it's on the table, I'm going to accept is what I'm saying. I wouldn't push for it. And I wonder, is that wrong? Should I lead my life like this? Should I be a better man? I mean, some of these girls have boyfriends. You know, would I like it if some other man did this to me? Am I living my life the wrong way? And I've, I've thought about it. I've meditated on it. I've watched the many Tiffany Alvord videos about having a crush on somebody on it. And I've come up with the conclusion. Am I wrong? The answer is... No, this is fine. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not grabbing girls by the vijay I'm not hitting on them. I'm not pretending like I'm gay and being like, Oh, let me come in there with you for your fitting. I'm not doing any of that. I'm simply enjoying their company. And if they want to give me a kiss on the cheek at the end of the night, hey, who am I to argue that? That Kenny Ho Show, episode 109, will cover... The Broken Hardies, GTA, EA NBA Live 18, and another EA story, an EA merger story. Yep, all that's next on the coolest podcast ever. It's showtime. Let's go. Now, remember last week, um, around this time when we did old Kenny Ho Show uh, 108, I talked to you about the Broken Hardies. It was good timing because like literally like the day after, a couple days later, there was an update on the Broken Hardy saga. GFW, aka TNA, had filed patent and trademark the Broken Hardies gimmick and they were denied. Initial attempts were denied based on, uh, this is all legal jargon, I'm not sure, 100% sure if I'm right about this, but it sounds like the reasoning is because they couldn't come up with the facts and enough information to the courts to prove that what they're trying to trademark wasn't an actual person, because you can't do that, you can't trademark, you can't trademark someone who doesn't work for you, and that's the thing, they're like, well, if they work for you and you go for the trademark, you can do it as long as they give you permission. But as we talked about last week, there's no way in hell that's going to happen. They're battling for the rights to use it and ownership of the thing. There's no way all of a sudden Matt Hardy's just going to turn around and be like, oh, of course, I'll give you permission to to trademark and pan. Wait a minute. It's kind of like if you date a girl and you two break up and one of your buddies comes up to you and he's like, hey, man, do you think I can have your blessing? I really like this girl. I want to ask her out. She's a hot babe. I want to give her the hibbidibbidibbidu. What do you say? And what you say in that moment is, hell no. I'm thinking about unfriending you both on Facebook and in real life right now for asking me this question. This bitch cut me out of her life and cut my heart out like she cuts her wrist. It's blasphemy you would ever even consider being her boyfriend and taking care of her and treating her all nice and stuff. Get out of my face before I hit you. But, but, hey, but nothing. You better get out of my face before I stick Barney the Dinosaur on you, bro. 
He may be big and purple, but he ain't messing around. But yes, back on point. So Matt Hardy, the second he found out that those trademarks got denied, granted his own attempts to trademark got denied, but he took that as, oh, they can't own it, I can't own it, then nobody owns it, I can freaking use it. And on Raw that night, he busted out the broken gimmick. But with one exception, he's no longer calling it the broken gimmick, he's calling it the Woken gimmick. Freaking genius, right? <laughs> I can't even make this stuff up. It's, it's actually a thing. And it's funny because over the weekend, I was talking to my buddy Rich and we were making jokes at this very thing. We, we basically alluded to the same thing. I'm like, well, instead of being broken, they could simply be damaged. And he's like, yeah. And instead of saying delete and swinging your right arm around, they can just say backspace, backspace with their left. And I'm like, instead of Brother Nero, he can be Cousin Nero. And we're like, ha, 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 ha. we're so silly, we're so funny. It turns out we could also be WWE writers because that's not even far from what we came up with. Woken Matt Hardy. Hashtag woke. I don't think they should. I hope they don't stick with this. I hope the woken thing was just for one week. They come up with something better. I saw I was reading a forum and somebody was like, they should be known as the shattered hardies because that sounds way better than the woken hardies. And I have to agree. Shattered would be much better. And if for nothing else, I cannot get behind hashtag woke because woke, you know what woke is. Some pretentious douchebag, you know, being all PC and super open minded way too open-minded you know there's 70 different genders now i do not want to see woken matt hardy being like yes wonderful it's glorious we live in a time where you can be any gender you want to be yes you can be a fat bearded man and claim yourself to be a slim beautiful woman and we all have to accept it yes it's enchanting no longer are we confined by the chains of labels. Those confines of society's structures have fallen. You can be whatever you want to be, and others must respect it. Yes. The seven deities would be rolling around in their celestial graves. <laughs> hashtag woke. Old chap, I believe it'd be more apropos to call it hashtag delusional. You're going to sit there with a straight face and tell me anyone can be whatever they choose to be? <laughs> Don't be silly. If you're born anything other than a white melon, America, the greatest country on the planet, believe me, most doors are already locked for you, or at least, the very least, closed, with a guard dog up front to deter you from approaching it. Yes, you can take this to the bank. Believe me, there will never be a president or hey Fernandez in these fine United States of America. Go ahead and dream, but that's all they'll ever be. Call me old-fashioned, but there has always only been two genders, and there will only ever be two genders. Men and lesser beings. Ah, 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 yes, lesser beings referring to women and Mexicans, of course. Well, well, let's not split hairs. Add blacks, Asians, and anything that isn't Anglo-Saxon to that list. Ah, 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 ah. I love being me. Old chap, equality is a matter of perspective. Men like me, the wealthy and successful 
keep the world spinning while these colored lackeys mow my massive lawn. It's a fair trade-off. Equality. On second thought, perhaps it's not equal. I believe it's unfair to me. Any Jamal and Miguel and Hong Fook can mow a lawn or clean a pool, but not everybody can make it onto Forbes Fortune 500. If I was weak and pathetic, I'd feel like I was being taken advantage of here. That I would be the victim of inequality. But I've got too much money to be made and too many women to bed to waste my time on such petty notions. And yes, as for this equality in the workplace, the only occupation a woman should have is bringing up children and making the house. And when I get home at night, fixing me my supper. Okay, I suppose it is 2017. After all, I should bend a little bit. I also believe it'd be okay for women to work in hospitality and make dinner for all of us. I can live with that much. And lastly, before I leave you and rob you of being in the presence of such a perfect specimen of a man, I will say this. If you were a tall, let's say six foot two black male who sees himself as a five foot two Asian woman, know that Jeeves will backhand you and have you committed to the asylum. Uh, uh, no, dear chap, hashtag woke is simply an initiative by the voiceless trying to be heard. It's nothing more than pointless gesturing. Hashtag sound asleep is far more palpable, both as a concept and as a way of life. The old guard, my guard, built this world. And keeping this old guard around shall keep the world running. And while these woke peasants get up and run in the hamster wheel or get in the welfare line, the people who truly matter, like yours truly, are sound asleep. You can thank me later, peasants, for gracing you with my presence. I'm Kenneth Holt. Ta-ta for now. I guess Rockstar, take two, you know, the people behind GTA have never heard of the concept of more money, more problems, because they just keep raking it in. Apparently, this last year here, I mean, GTA has been out for, what, like five years now? And into its fifth year, it's made the most money it's ever had, meaning year five has been more lucrative than year one. That's almost unheard of. I don't think it's ever happened to any other video game. It happens to the occasional movie when it hits cult status, but I think there's a little difference here. And why is it making that money? Well, it keeps selling copies because the single player is pretty good, but it's GTA Online that's making all the money. Namely, the shark cards, because it's free to play online and the DLCs are free, but the grind is so real that most people who don't have the type of time to waste like I do, they have like, you know, girlfriends and boyfriends and such, you know, dates and friends and stuff to go out and see. So they buy shark cards, basically real money that converts into virtual currency on online so you can just buy stuff that way. I would never, ever do that. Not with that game anyway. Warframe, I've put a lot of real money in. I've put about a hundred bucks of real money into that game to buy platinum. But GTA, I would never spend real money on it. And why? Because unlike Warframe, where it's kind of a pain in the ass to get in-game currency, GTA is actually really easy to get in-game currency. You just need to put in time. That's it. 
And more importantly, there's too many because it's very PvP when you play public online. Other people are encouraged to blow you up and cost you millions of in-game dollars. It's bad enough if you got it for free, if it just costs you time, which is opportunity cost. So it's a legit cost either way. But it'd be really bad if that money was real money. I'd be really pissed. So I will never ever put in a dime to GTA Online as it is. And hopefully they keep the same system in the next iteration. In fact, I hope they keep what I have now and allow me to move it into the next game because I put like six months of my life into this game. Whenever I wasn't working, I was playing GTA. If GTA 6 Online comes out and they're like, you can't transfer your stuff over from 5, I will definitely not be happy about that. Because it'd be like working a job six months straight and then waking up one morning, going to the bank and finding out you've been robbed. It's all for naught. At that point, point me to the closest guy who sells revolvers because I'm blowing my brains out. And I don't just mean this hypothetical situation where I've worked six months and then got robbed. I mean even in GTA. If my progress doesn't count in the next game, someone hand me a revolver, I'm blowing my brains out. Have you ever wanted to dress like a woman? In a video game. That's weird. You didn't even hear the second part and answered yes. You know one guy listening answered yes. I'm not judging. I am. I'm hashtag sound asleep. But if you answered yes to that, well then you'll be really happy to find out that EA NBA Live 18 now features women players. Yes, WNBA is now a part of the live experience that nobody will want to experience. This game is horrible crap. It's like David versus Goliath, except Goliath is also in an Iron Man suit, so there's no chance in hell. NBA 2K is too good to be beat at this point. So kudos for trying. They're trying something out of the box, but although I think there's a great concept, it's a great mode that I wouldn't mind if they had it in uh, 2K, but not for a second am I like, oh yeah, I'm going to skip on 2K and get NBA Live over it for women. Because to tell you the truth, I love basketball. I love the NBA, but I don't know a damn thing about the WNBA. And if you're woke and you're like, oh, come on, Kenny. All right, then why don't you name three teams for me and three players without researching it? Right? Because I'll tell you, I can name zero, not a single one. And I don't know a soul. I've never had a conversation. And sometimes I talk about sports. I know I don't talk about sports here because I'm far more interested in the stuff I actually do talk about. But occasionally when I'm at the bar with the guys and the game's on, I definitely know a thing or two about sports. But never, ever have we sat there and been like, oh, what about the, you know, uh, Christine Sinclair, the soccer player? Yes, the soccer player. Just imagine Christine Sinclair, the equivalent of her. Imagine I'm naming a legit WNBA player. Let's just use Christine Sinclair for now. You see that 360 windmill dunk she did? I don't even think most of them didn't dunk. Then they make a really big deal because one woman dunked once. Even the hypothetical is a waste of time. All I'm trying to say is EA, good try. I like the concept. I like the mode. But this ain't going to make you a contender. This might be really cool if you were a legitimately good game and a legitimate contender. I don't think this would ever put you over the top, but it's it's a nice feature to have in a great game. And right now, it's just a nice feature to have in a game that nobody wants. Like my humor. A nice feature in somebody that nobody wants. Well, nobody that's not like really gross anyway. Who I don't want because I'm shallow. What up?
And there's two EA stories that I guess is a fail in a way. EA has merged BioWare Montreal with Motive Studios. Of course, if you know anything about video games, you know BioWare is known for their Dragon Age and Mass Effect franchises. Never really gotten to Dragon Age. Mass Effect 2 and 3, uh, maybe not 3. Mass Effect 2 is definitely my favorite game of all time. Which is why when I paid $90 for Mass Effect Andromeda and it turned out to be, at best, come see, come sa, I was quite disappointed. Now, I think part of the problem was I discovered Warframe at the same time. And Warframe is also a space adventure, but done so much better. It's fast paced. It's simple. There's not too much crap going on. Like, I tried to play Mass Effect the other day again. I'm like, because I wanted to build my channel around it. I thought, you know, I loved Mass Effect 2. And I knew that game inside out. I could make a channel about this. I made three videos and I just stopped. A, because nobody was watching. But B, I wasn't having fun. And I ain't making money doing this. I gotta at least have fun. But it's so bad. Maybe it gets better down the line from everything. From what I hear, it's not a bad game. But right now, it's so boring. So many fetch missions. I was like, guys, I... I'm in charge of saving the entire human and alien race. I'm in charge of saving everyone from our galaxy. Your electrical problems probably should not reach me. It should probably be dealt with somewhere lower on the chain. I'm pretty sure we brought a couple of electricians with us. They can fix your goddamn fuse box. Why am I running around with my scanner seeing how far the electricity goes? I don't give a shit. What if... When I'm trying to figure out this nonsense issue that Steve the electrician can fix, while I'm doing that, we miss our very small window to find to find a planet we can live on. Like it's a vortex that comes once every thousand years and only stays open for three hours. What if I miss it because I'm playing freaking Builder Bob or whatever? Bob the Builder. I'm so angry I don't even really, I can't even think straight. It's I paid ninety dollars for this. Don't pat it with a bunch of crap. Just keep it simple. But anyway, I digress. That's not the story. The story is they're merging Bioware with Motive. It's basically, they're like, Bioware, you messed up. We put millions and millions of dollars into Mass Effect, and it is not reviewing favorably. I'm pretty sure it didn't sell as well as they had hoped. They want to shut it down straight up because there is a couple of IPs over there that's still worth money. But they're like, the powers that be, we don't trust you anymore. We trust Jade Redmond. Raymond? Redmond. I should probably do research, but I really don't care. But you know who I'm talking about, the former Ubisoft exec who's fine. When you think of video game developers, you probably think of some nerd, some sort of poindexter. But if all video game creators look like this girl, I'm in the wrong industry. I should get into making video games. I can be friends with them and have naughty thoughts in the back of my head. And get to make a Mass Effect that don't suck. Win, win, win. All right, that's it. That's episode 109 of the Kenny Ho Show. I hope you listen to all of it. But if not, what's wrong with you? This is the best damn free entertainment. This is decent free entertainment. It's not a waste of your time. All right, we'll talk probably next week. I'm meeting Michelle Branch next week. I'll tell you all about it when I get back. Unless I do the episode before I meet Michelle Branch, and I'll tell you the episode after that. But until then, take care. Damn, I almost said Lindsay Fonseca again. Tiffany Alvord, I hope you're listening, and I hope you're impressed. Toodles! Toodles!